Okay. That little jingle just jazzes me up every time, man. I don't, I don't know why that is, but it does. <laughs> you <laughs> well, know, is there, I'm sorry to interrupt you there. No, you're um, not. You always love interrupting. It's, probably, it's kind of your thing. Is You might want to rephrase that. I don't know if the young kids are going to know what jazzing, <laughs> jazzing you up is going to mean. <laughs> what terminology are they term, using huh? now? They're hyped. There's, there's young They're kids stoked. and their shenanigans. I'm officially old. I'm okay with that. It jazzes me up. What can I say? I love that phrase. Welcome, all, and uh, well, hey there, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael, and this is Ryan. We have a very special guest joining us today. Would you care to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners? Hey, inside the sound, it is Mark Latiri. I am inside the sound. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that. Hey man, you brought back the crowd noise. That was yeah. good. Only took for a guitar months. wizard like Mark, we definitely have to Woo! bring back the crowd noise. <laughs> People Thank like guitar so much, shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. For, thanks for having me, man. So I told you I had a question for you. Just taking in the visual you have on your end, which one of those guitars? And this is probably hard, right? okay? Because I, as a guitar player, I know. Which one of those is, if you could only keep one of those guitars, <laughs> which one uh, would you keep? I, well, I'd have to keep two. That's just gonna, I'm just going to change the rules there. That's um, fair. It's I'll fair keep, enough. I'll, yeah, allow it. Um, I'll allow it, Mark. I'm going to keep three. I don't know. Uh, the, the, they're all like kind of sentimental for different reasons. One is, the one I would keep is the first PRS Fiore signature model that I made with prs just because that's obviously my favorite guitar and a massive milestone in my life and career you know awesome Um, yeah there's another guitar here a don grosh nos retro kind of strat style guitar that was like my first kind of custom high-end guitar that i ever ever ordered and uh just that guitar was very important in, in a big kind of musical uh part of my life where i was just doing a lot of cool stuff and learning a lot of things and, and really kind of developing my sound, you know? Um, and then there's another guitar here that started out as a Fender Strat and kind of went into different iterations that I've had since I was 16. So I'd probably bring those three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they make one... road cases that hold three guitars now, so yeah. I can Wait, totally, really? totally fair. Yeah. So was that, strad style guitar was that your first guitar you still hanging on to that uh the very first guitar i ever had was a stratocaster it was a squire um that i had for maybe a year and then it was stolen from our house because our house got robbed <laughs> oh man of all things so, right you had to take the yeah guitar. so that one that one disappeared uh when i was 14 i think i got it when i was 13 12 maybe tw- no i think about thir- about 13 when i got it no, I was 12. I don't know. I didn't have it for very long. Um, I think, I, yeah, I was probably 12. So I guess I had it for about two years. And then poof. 
into the wind. You know, why don't we, you had a guitar at 12, why don't we just jump right in and talk about how this whole guitar thing started? Yeah, you know, because if you look behind Ryan there, he's, he's got, you know, superheroes and a few. We find that uh, high caliber musicians and uh, people like yourself always have some kind of an origin story, just like superheroes. I'm kind of curious, <laughs> uh, you know, what's your musical origin story? Definitely. Well, I, I fell into a vat of toxic waste and... <laughs> Came out with guitar abilities. No, um, I had a guitar wizard. Yeah, well, yeah, and a couple thir- a third eye. You know, I can't show you though where it is. Um, man, I started pretty pretty normal, I guess, as any kid would. Uh, it was just a period of time where, like, you know, playing guitar and learning guitar and playing rock guitar songs was a cool thing to do socially <laughs> for middle school aged kids in suburbia right and um i don't know if it still is maybe probably maybe not who knows uh and i had a guitar there was a guitar in the house because of my dad he he plays a little bit and so he has an old acoustic guitar that he's had since 1972 or something and so i would fool around on that and uh, pretend to make noise and come up with things, but I didn't really know what I was doing. So my folks were like, wait, do you want to check out some guitar lessons or something? Maybe we can find a guitar teacher. And so I said, sure. And that was really how it started. I mean, it's as soon as I learned how to make songs and chords and things on the guitar, it was just kind of off and running from there. Um, became like a major passion. You know, it was never a hobby. Um, and I think, you know, as I got older and, finished college and all that was like okay this is going to be my job now um i'm going to be a professional musician which is the words that all parents dread to hear from their kids <laughs> yeah we've we've talked about that type of thought over and over on the show you know talking to professional musicians mm-hmm. how early on did you know this is what i'm going to do well i knew i was going to yeah, I, I knew I was going to do it forever. Um, but, and I should say, I, should, I have to credit my folks. They were always very supportive of being a professional musician. So I got, I got lucky. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, they were always like, cool, man. You know, we're here if you need anything, but let's see what you can do, you know. Uh, but it, it took me, I think, just kind of understanding a little bit more about the quote-unquote music business to where I felt confident enough that I could make a living doing it. Um, you know, the story I've told when I was 16 or whatever, you know, I, I knew I could be a guitar teacher. That was a a viable profession, of course. Um, but as far as like performing and being an artist, it was like, well, if if you're not in, you know, guns and roses, then (laughs) what do you do? You know, what do you do? We didn't know how to quantify my teenage brain didn't understand all that stuff right it it was it wasn't until i was finishing school college that i I learned enough about freelance work and session work and recording and the idea of like versatility and playing in lots of different bands or supporting lots of different artists or doing all these different things where you can just always be working um and that really appealed to me kind of as like a parallel path with you know, the artist path. And so I've kind of been on both of them ever since, you know, the creative stuff with my, my music and snarky puppy and everybody else. And then the sort of more uh, practical aspect of stuff as a session player and, and a producer and 
you know, gear demo guy and that kind of stuff. So that's where yes. we are. That's how we got here. <laughs> hey, minus the vat of toxic waste. You know? Yeah. That's, that's the part that I guess you didn't let people in on until now, you know, when they hear you play, they're like, how did this guy do it? That's a little secret. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing listening to your music and you know checking your your ig page versatility is one thing that i it came to my mind before you even mentioned it right now um i i'm fascinated by that when i hear guitar players that it feels like could literally play any genre of music was that something that you specifically tried to do or was it just were you just a fan of of a bunch of different types of music and it kind of sunk in mm -hmm. and it, so it wasn't you know that much of a challenge to do that right it was both really uh, i knew like i said i i found the value in versatility in a, in a business sense uh, i knew it was important but i also just happened to like a lot of things you know I, I have a lot of phases in my life where i've been really into certain kinds of music and um I, just naturally you know i started playing uh 90s grunge rock right that was kind of the first thing i gravitated towards and then i got yeah. into kind of the 60s 70s guitar heroes like hendrix and santana and um then as I got a little more facility on the instrument, it was like Eddie Van Halen and Eric Johnson and Satriani and Steve Vai and Zach Wilde and all the, you know, great, really rock guitar hero types. Then I got really into funk and R&B and got into Herbie Hancock and Stevie Wonder and Steely Dan and Prince. You know, I got into gospel music a whole bunch in college. Um, soul, you know, D'Angelo, Michael Jackson, whatever. Um, and I never stopped liking one genre <laughs> in favor of another um because we i know found, the feeling yeah right and i found really quickly that uh, there was just cool guitar stuff in all of it yeah, and i figured well hey this is all fun it all it means something to me i might as well learn a bunch of it and then when it came time to get gigs i just found myself being able to say yes to a lot of people you know if it was country music i'd like i could do that you know if it was r&b I, I could do that oh yeah pop rock got it you know and, you know, there are obviously certain styles that I'm a little more comfortable in. I mean, I don't think anybody is a total master of everything. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've yet to meet that player. But um, I was good enough and convincing enough into in, in multiple styles that I could, I could be working, you know. And so that's kind of why my, you know, you brought up my Instagram page. Um, maybe that kind of outlet is very diverse um you know the records that i make under my own name are pretty diverse too but i think it's maybe a little bit more focused as far as the style and the sound maybe than what you would find on social media <laughs> yeah social media i can do whatever i want for a minute and then i don't have to entertain people longer than that <laughs> if you buy a record or come to a gig i have to hold your attention for like 90 minutes so it's got to be a little more focused uh you know, it makes me think, um, there's actually two thoughts I have. Uh, I just wanted to compliment you on your tone. Thanks, man. It's usually impeccable. And uh, we've had conversations about tone. Some people, it feels like they're not, you know, like a Van Halen 
you know, constantly tinkering with that tone, try, tone chasing. Mm-hmm. Some people are just able to dial it in. They're like, I don't know. I just plug in and it sounds this way. And they say it's more in their fingers than anything else. Um, has that been a focus for you? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I, I know, I know what you mean. Eddie would always say that he's a tone chaser, but right, Eddie yeah. sounds like Eddie. Like we all hear him as just Eddie, but I'm sure he thinks he sounded different every single time he picked up a guitar, you know, right? Uh, which I think is kind of the internal thing that we all go with. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I I have a sort of sound in my head that I'm constantly trying to refine. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily changed a ton. I just think it's like the core of it, I think, is more or less the same as it's always been since I was a ki- you know a kid like learning I think and that's what you brought up about it being in your hands and I think that's that's true um, all the gear and all that other stuff is just basically different flavors of toppings that you're putting on your pizza <laughs> I like that <laughs> you know, analogy if, though yeah. yeah I mean if the crust is shit you don't want to eat it anyway <laughs> so, <laughs> so it doesn't Not into the it's just, yeah you know or, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. or maybe a cake is a better analogy um, but uh, yeah that is one of those things I sometimes I go back and listen to recordings of myself from 10 15 years ago and I'm like yeah I'm kind of the same player I'm just like, you know, now my time feels probably better, <laughs> but the tone yeah. is still kind of there. You know, there's elements of the sound that's always there, you know? Yeah. You know, it makes me think of another topic. Uh, I don't know if it's the nature versus nurture thing, but you know, we talk about it being in our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about the idea that, you know, do you feel some people have just such a distinct, it's kind of like voices, right? Some people just have such a distinct yeah, voice. Do you, do you feel like some people have it like a distinct way of playing that's kind of, you're one of those people that has one of those distinct type of, of playing that's kind of hard to ignore. Well, maybe so. And, you know, honestly, man, I think I think every player does. I think it's just to the extent that you want to develop it is where you really try to, try. you know, you find what it is. Um, you know, and, and it's a, it's a process. I mean, it's a journey and it's a lot of self reflection. (laughs) Uh, and I think a lot of maybe how my sound or the, whatever it is that you find unique about it, I think probably comes from, I've just immersed myself in a lot of, uh, situations where I'm playing with other people a lot. I think it's really hard to develop a sound if you aren't bouncing it off of other musicians constantly. Um, which, you know, for some people it's, it's hard to do. Maybe you live in a place where there aren't music. You know, I, I get that. Right. Um, but if, but I think at least for me, I'm just speaking from personal experience. A lot of how I've developed what it is that I do is from musical situations that I've been in. Um, not so much, you know, the home time practicing and shedding and all that, which of course I have done countless hours of. Um, but I really, you know, you might, here's the thing. It's like, you might craft a sound in your room <laughs> that you really dig. And then you try it on the gig and it doesn't work. Why? Okay. Well, let's figure out what, you know, why, what's the, what's the, all the differences. I mean, there's obvious many differences. 
Um, and I think that's the kind of stuff that really helps you develop what your thing is going to be is if it can translate in here in my, in the studio and on a, on a live situation or in a recording studio or on a record or something like that, you know, like we all love to throw on gobs of distortion and delay and reverb and just put on our <laughs> headphones and go blah, 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 all night. But if you do it on the record, yeah. it might not work. If you do that in a gig, if your EQ, if the sound's not right, it's not going to hit the back of the room, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. you learn all about that stuff from kind of getting out of your comfort zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as you talk about that, um, you know, the direction you want to take, whether it be with your tone or, you know, any of the nuances, right, mm -hmm. when it comes to your playing, when you decided to record your first, you know, record, just you, mm -hmm. um, what were the biggest things that helped you know, okay, this is the direction I want to go with this thing? Yeah. And, and of course, any, any uh, you know, subsequent album. Um. Hmm. I think sometimes the direction just kind of defines itself. And then, you know, if you've got a collection of songs that you like, then you're just like, well, I guess this is di the direction. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I have some sort of like beacons that I aim towards when I'm writing stuff, but things are going to change. And sometimes you might come up with something and be like, okay, this doesn't even fit with the rest of these. So what do we do? Maybe we save it. Um, so it's good to have some kind of a plan in mind, but also be totally open to that plan changing a lot, right? you know? Um, but I, I like albums that feel like one voice expressed in multiple different ways. So I don't mind diversity in, in sound and style and sonics, as long as it feels like there's some kind of common thread amongst everything. You know, I, I don't like records where it's like, here's the 10 different cool things I can do <laughs> you know, that have nothing to do with one of the no other. continuity whatsoever. Yeah, I like content. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for is continuity. And so, you know, doing instrumental guitar music, which is kind of what I do. It's it's hard to not fall into that trap, because if you've got facility on the instrument, sort of your ego tells you that you need to prove to everyone all the cool <laughs> stuff you can do. Which, in some cases, it's like, look, why don't you make some nice songs that all sound great together in succession? <laughs> and then we'll worry about the chops later. Yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah. I try, at least that's one focus. I'm like, these songs all have to be good and sound nice together. And then, you know, I'll worry about the guitar fireworks on the back end. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, you know, Michael, we've heard that a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, it hits Just, me kind of hard, yeah. I, well, I I did a solo record years ago, and it was an exercise in trying to like prove everything I could do. Sure, on and it, it's, yeah, it's a lot of great stuff, but it's it's a lot. We've yeah. all been there. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, my first record's kind of that way too. I think you know, yeah, it's hard to not do that, and I think you'll never not do that and i didn't mean any offense by what i was no, saying i just like you well, know. I mean, it was just me so it was me and a producer and, and sure free reign, honestly yeah. yeah i remember reading a um an article in guitar world uh 
this is actually many years back, I guess <laughs> time flies, right? But Joe Satriani was talking about his first album and he was talking about how his playing's evolved and he said he tried to do exactly that. Right? Everybody does. Uh, yeah. yeah. On his I mean, first think, album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh and actually, you know, it's funny, his his first first record was that crazy one that he did. It was like all on guitars, like the self titled one where it's all right, yeah. and stuff. Um but but you know, he's an artist, uh I think all the ones that we kind of look up to are ones that have kind of figured it out. You know, it's like, ah, oh, that kind of has like a country thing to it, but it's not a country song, you know, like, right, oh, this yeah, one kind of yeah. has like a funk thing, but he's not, this isn't his, you know, he's trying to, he's not trying to sound like the brothers Johnson for one song, <laughs> you know, and then the next one sounds like Pantera or whatever, right, yeah. uh, you know, there's gotta be some threads. And so that's hard. Yeah, it's I'm not really, sure I really hate brothers Johnson followed by Pantera. I, well, that's kind of what my records sort of sound like <laughs> sometimes I think I don't really know. I'm working it out myself, preaching to the choir here, but yeah, you know, I, what I don't want it to sound like is like a, like a studio demo reel which is a totally different thing. Like if you're going to do that, you should make that, but I don't, wouldn't want that to be my artistic record, you know? Right. So it it seems and feels like you've, you've captured that, you know? And I, and I think of guys like Joe Satriani and Eric Johnson, you brought them up, Steve Mm -hmm. Vai, although the tracks can surprise you, right? How different they are. Yeah. It, it they still feel like they go together you know right. and that's it's this weird thing that you know, you're talking right. about it and um well a lot I, of I get, that has yeah. to do yeah i mean you know a lot of the, it has to do with really being in tune with your tone and your sound and and how you want to produce the stuff you know i mean choosing the sounds for the instruments and, and making sure the arrangements are cohesive i think is really really important you know i mean uh yeah that's that's one of the things i'll do to kind of at least get some sort of seamless thing going do you have any type of insight that maybe you could give to young players as far as you know because i've heard you play when you talk about facility you're i mean you could you can shred right and you also hear the the uh (laughs) the uh you know the funky stuff and and in there you hear everything how how do you go about balancing that when you when your you know facility can let you do crazy things but you know for a particular track needs to focus more on the melodic you know selected you know how do you balance that well i think it takes a lot of focus on one thing at a time and almost kind of like losing a little bit of an element of another to make space for one and then going back and refining that element that you sort of gave up uh like for me in college i got really into funk guitar and r&b guitar and groove guitar playing and i think my rock playing suffered a little bit not suffered but changed right uh and then i kind of went back and kind of developed a little bit of that so you're kind of you're kind of like doing this I know the users can't see what, or the viewers can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but like, um, it's like you take step up at a time. Yeah. It's like you take a couple steps up, maybe take one step back and then go up a few more steps, take another step back. Like, so you're constantly kind of helping each style get better at a time. So like, it's almost like raising multiple children, I would assume. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know it's like well hang on yeah. i gotta play with your brother now like or you know we gotta right, change right. his diaper just give me a second like that kind makes of makes sense and i only have one kid and i can't even handle it so i <laughs> you know i'm f- totally losing over here but um you know feeding your watering plants right like some plants don't need as much water as this one but you want to make sure that the whole garden looks nice so um little bitty sacrifices there but but don't ever forget anything right don't ever totally lose stuff so now i'm kind of in a place where i'm really trying to and i don't feel like i've mastered anything but like i am focusing really hard on like melodic rock guitar soloing for whatever reason i've just been asked to do a lot of that in sessions lately um you know i did one the other day and i was like trying to remember all the you know cool 80s like lyrical (laughs) pop guitar solo tricks that i think i knew at one point you know so uh that's kind of where my focus is now you know getting my bends nice and in tune and stuff like that um maybe not focusing so much on like the you know those 70s prince rhythms that i love to do so much like i can take a break from that for a second and you know try this melodic thing out a little more how do you feel that um what do you feel is the best way to develop your lead playing is it is it improvisation is it just listening to different players in their element you know the ones that are known for Mm -hmm. poignant solos sure i think it's both i love improvising it's one of my favorite things to do uh, I th- as soon as I learned the minor pentatonic scale, I was like, well, hell yeah, I'm a league guitar player now. <laughs> no stopping. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've had my fair share of like learning other people's solos. Like that's great exercise. Cause then you can kind of get yourself into their mind and, well, why'd they play that note over that chord? And then why does this bend work? And that, that's great. Transcribe all you want. Um, and then, but yeah, don't stop improvising. Um, and me, you know what? Write solos. I do it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I do it sometimes if I feel like the composition can really benefit from something that's really kind of put together. I don't ever play the same thing live, but right. <laughs> sometimes I do if I can remember it. But <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the hard part, right? Yeah. I mean, I think all of it is important. I, I think if you really want to be, and this is different for everybody, but for me, in order to be a complete guitar player or a complete lead guitar player, since we're talking about soloing right now, I need to be able to do all those things. I need to be able to improvise. I need to be able to write a cool solo. I need to be able to transcribe somebody else's cool solo. You know, do all of it. Now, I have plenty of peers that they write all their solos out and they're kick-ass solos and that's the way that they want to do it and that's the way it works for them, you know. Um, I'm kind of in between because I love improvisational music i love blues i love you know jazz i'm not a really great jazz guitarist so to speak but i love the improvisational aspect of jazz um but you know i love composed progressive metal solos too (laughs) i think they're amazing (laughs) and mind-blowing yeah yeah i mean just the technique and the cool choices of of notes and stuff like i think it's all all relative you know there's no right way to do it no no it's funny and and i think people still think that there is <laughs> right yeah you know what it's funny mark like when we talk to great guitar players like you we want to hear your perspective obviously you know but i think we all the the longer we're we're in the music world we realize 
there is no magic pill. There's no, no one way. It's just kind of you get it for yourself after a while. Would you right. agree with that? Oh, absolutely. You know, I the I get a, I get asked a lot by younger musicians, should I learn music theory? You know, questions like that. Right. And I was like, what do you want to? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Because yeah. if you, I mean, if you do, it's really fun to know how to do it and it explores, it expands a whole world of sounds and a way of communicating to other musicians. But if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Kurt Cobain didn't know shit. Right. <laughs> Probably, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's, technically, there's, right. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just using him as an example, but it's, it's, there's so many means that you can choose for your end, but there really isn't an end either. Um, right. you know, I, I think if, I think most people that ask questions like that, I think they can answer their own question. You know, yeah. it's like, do you, do you love John Schofield? That he probably knows what he's doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he can navigate some changes and he's, I'm right, sure he's right. got an insane ear as well, but you know, always assume that the, the information that's being presented to you is probably worth at least checking out for a minute. If it's not your thing, then you'll find what it is your thing. But uh, right. I, I would never scoff at anything. You know, like, oh, you don't need music theory. <laughs> or like, oh, man, you should totally know all the modes. And it's like, well, I don't. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's you know, um, a prize for knowing all the modes. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, it's called being in debt to jazz school. <laughs> just kidding. You know, I just, I just offended a whole bunch of people. Yeah, it feels like. Oh, go ahead, Michael. Oh, no, no, I was just getting, commenting. I was like, oh, we love all the musicians. Yeah. You were saying? Uh, it just feels like every musician kind of has their their unique road that they walk down, and depending on their circumstances, opportunity, or the desire, you know, to go to a Berkeley or what have you. Mm. Um, for me, the my path led to the extent of my musical theory being i know this note sounds good when i play right. it over that you know Perfect. it's more ear based yeah than, you know this is a harmonic minor scale and i know i can play it at this moment you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. uh so see but i'm sorry i hate to interrupt but he says that and then he surprises you with his knowledge like you're not a slouch either dude like i was always able to communicate with you in musical terms and you were right there with me. It's not like there was something I threw out there you didn't understand or, or whatever. You know, in fact, in many ways you were you're way more advanced than me in some of that some of that area. So it's like, I don't know, man. I think you I think you play yourself down there, but I really think you you have, you have talent coming from the classically trained pianist. Yeah. You know, uh -oh. he, there might be a hint of concealed condescension there, Mark. <laughs> Do you guys need a minute? You need to work this out. <laughs> I got a cup of coffee or something. Really? No, it's best That's we do it hilarious. so we can just. I love it. Ourselves. No, but There's I a circle no, of trust here. I just have to, yeah, this, this is a circle of trust, Mark. Um, You've earned our trust, I guess, Mark. Enough I, for us I, yeah, to you know, sure. air a grievance. And uh, <laughs> I love it. Mark didn't even land. He didn't even like finish connecting his audio. When we were already bickering. This is perfect. But no, man, like for real, you, you do. But he has an ear. He has quite an ear. And but I, I, it's not awesome. just that, man. You've got you've got lots of stuff in your tools in your arsenal, bro. Well, good. I mean, you know, it's like you can you find out what works for you. You know, I have one of my good friends. He's one of the best guitar players I know is like a theory nerd. I mean, just out of his mind, like to the point where I'm like, bro, shut up. Nobody cares. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, give, I give him a hard time a lot because he's so good at it. I mean, unbelievably good at it. 
and um you know that is what works for him he plugs into that matrix and just his he just expands you know and i think for other for other players they're like that stuff scares me it has nothing to do with the sound i hear in my head it has nothing to do with the kind of music i make there's a really funny video uh of oh he's some edm producer guy it's like an ad i think that i saw and he he's talking it's like join me for my class about producing edm music and there's a scene where he's clicking the notes with a mouse on the screen and he's like man this would be a lot easier if i could just play it <laughs> like because i guess he doesn't even play piano he, he right, programs yeah. all the stuff in a computer and i but like hey people dig his music he's reaching a lot of people you know he might yeah. not know what the notes are but he knows that they sound good together maybe he doesn't know what they are but he doesn't know how to play it so you know yeah. it's like there's such a wide spectrum and I, and I think the 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 way you should look at it is like what's the sound you hear in your head and what are the paths that you think you need to take to get there and that might involve music theory and it might not so yeah 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 i've heard it said that that's basically part of your quest you know I, totally I, since we're talking about guitar is if you hear something in your head you can actually make it happen in real time sure yeah and some people you know i I, some people's ears are just that big that they don't need it you know and there's some there's some famous players who couldn't tell you what note they're playing but if they know the key they can play anything right now um so it's it's just different but you're not you know should they have learned music theory i don't know <laughs> yeah, it's weird. We talk about that because you know you brought it up uh, with the the improvising element. You know the um, the creative process. It's a really fascinating thing. You know, like you talked about improvising a solo. It's like where did that even come from, right? Mm-hmm. You sit down, all of a sudden it just happens. Yeah, and it's captured. And you're like, wow. Can right. I even play that again? Or where did that? <laughs> Usually it's, not. It's a, fasc- <laughs> it's a fascinating thing, right? Yeah. Well, you know, for for me, it was like, and I've got good ears. I don't have like owl ear or, you know, well, what are, what's an animal that has really good ears? Coyotes. I don't know. Whatever. I was trying to make a nature <laughs> comparison and it failed. But um, I've got good ears, great ears, whatever. I don't have perfect pitch or anything like that. But for me to be able to improvise, I needed to know some of the technical nuts and bolts about scales and modes and chord harmony and things like that, because it just helped me navigate better. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm kind of like 60, 40, maybe 75, 25 theory and not It's probably 60, 40, maybe it's 50, 50. I don't know. It depends on what I'm playing. Right. It's a mix. Yeah. But again, it's one of those things where the possibilities are so infinite. You know, you hear someone play guitar solo or even sometimes a rhythm Mm -hmm. part. You're like, wow, I I don't know if I ever heard anything like that. So it's just it's one of those things where music, there is an element of it. I don't know. I don't want to get metaphysical here, but I I feel (laughs) like there is an element in the creative process that's beyond all of our understanding. Totally. Yeah, I agree sounds great what'd you say i said i want to get metaphysical oh, okay about it. all right awesome <laughs> where does it come from it's five o'clock somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> where does it all come yeah we're just gonna sit here in a few minutes and be like well, why am i here <laughs> what 
what is the meaning of this existence? The tone is in your hands, but it's not because the tone's in your in your consciousness. Because the your hands are only responding to what your your consciousness is directing. So yeah. it's just a tool. It's not it's not the uh, it's not actually the the thing that's causing the noise, is it? Isn't it what you're thinking? I would agree with that. And I think because you know you hear certain players and then you meet them and you're like, oh, okay, makes sense that you play that way. <laughs> For real. No, that's true. I yeah. did a session one time with a guy and he was so stressed out. He was just one of those people that was tight and wound up all the time. And then when you, when you listen back to his tracks, you're like, yep, <laughs> you need a vacation. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know what I mean? It just, it really translated the way he was, he was feeling and his personality was really coming out and what he was playing. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the whole idea of, um, I don't know that you necessarily want that tension coming through your playing, right? People want to, I don't think you want it. Yeah. But you know, some people are just, you know, they have a, like this guy had a very natural kind of nervous anxiety (laughs) energy about him. And that was just, you could hear it in his playing you know yeah i know what you mean though we've uh incredible we've had the opportunity to talk to many wonderful musicians like yourself and especially if we listen to their music pretty soon after talking to them it's exactly what you said mark like wow i can hear their personality come through yeah in the music absolutely yeah that's actually uh that's actually really a part, uh, just a personal enjoyment in this process of talking to uh, amazing world-class musicians is like you investigate their music and you can, you know, and you've met them, you've talked to them, you've had a little bit of time to get to know them. You mm-hmm. start to hear that translate into the music and you make these connections or there's a particular song that they had to talk about because they were so passionate about it. And you go listen to that song and you're like, oh my God, I can hear this person express themselves mm-hmm. here. It's so beautiful. But it's, it, you know, it's not even in the hands, is it? It's like it's all—it's all in the consciousness. It's all, yeah. you know. God. Yep. Yeah. Do you do you have a track or a moment, even on stage or in the studio, Mark, where you were like, "That was me." Like that was <laughs> just, that was a special <laughs> moment. Oh man, I don't know. I, I there probably I couldn't tell you which one in particular i mean i we could sit here i could tell you the story and the emotional feeling behind every single song i've written you know it's, yeah, and sure. i think that's this that's the same for every composer i mean it's that it's, it's 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 that deep you know but i definitely still have an element of like well that sounded cool i don't know what that means but uh sounds good <laughs> i had to ask it's kind of one of those what's no, that's, favorite it's a ice good cream question yeah, right. it all depends on the day right right um a moment when you thought i've made it no doing no i don't think i've made it i think there's a lot more to be made um more to be made i yeah i the idea of yeah i mean yeah it's like how do you define success you know it's like it's different for every person and that define success mark like well you know okay (laughs) throwing it back at me man with 60 minutes all right Hardball. Hard hitting Matthews. Hard hitting journalism. <laughs> no hard hitting journalism. I genuinely want to know. I'm very interested in your nah, awesome. I love the way your mind works. So it's, like it's a good journey. question. Um, man, I you know I for me it's making music I love with people I love and supporting the people I love with it. You know, and and in each day there's there's changes to that. You know, sometimes I love people a little less 
or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I think for me, it's just I, I want to just keep doing more of those three things, you know, um, raising the comfort level of everyone around me, you know, that kind of thing. I really appreciate um, you sharing that, man. Because like, yeah, that, for sure, man. Like you you hesitated at all? Like you kind of knew. Well, I think at this point, you know, like I have goals that I have not achieved yet, of course, but they're all still fall in line with those three things, you know. Um, and but I but like I said, it's different for everybody. I mean, it's like if your goal is to be, you know, if you want to sell out five nights at Red Rocks, cool, get to work, you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a totally achievable goal for people who've done it. You know, um, that might be the measure of success for somebody. If you just, you know, if you want to have 150 guitar students or something, you know, get out there, start advertising, you know, like whatever it is. Um, it's okay to have goals, but it, but it doesn't mean that everyone's success uh, should be the same necessarily or the path. Definitely the path to it is always going to be different. And everyone's definition of success is different. So, yeah, agreed. Um, you know, we 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 like to to kind of enter this realm of discussion, especially for the would be musician or or maybe someone who's like, you know, I'm going to take the plunge and and do this thing, and they yeah. don't really know, you know, what they should expect or or what. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they want to just look at the bottom line, you know, Mark? It's right. Like, well, if you're not making, you know, if you're not making X amount of money doing yeah. what you do, then you're not a success, right? And right. Like, the definition yeah. is different for everybody. And, right. You know, I've heard it said, if you choose a worthy ideal, something or something that you actually want to do, something you're passionate about, and you're, you're striving towards that every day, then you're a success. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like, uh, I think, I think a lot of people who aren't, who don't have any relation with anyone who is a full-time musician. Um, I think if you just tell them like that, you just aren't in a garage with some friends, like they think you're successful. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like, you know, Makes like, sense, yeah. yeah, like, you know, I'll meet someone. What do you do? I'm a musician. Oh, cool. My son plays guitar. Yeah. He's got a band with some friends <laughs> and like, that's right. what it is to mo a lot of people. And I was like, well, I was that kid one day too, you know, at one point, yeah. but no, you're absolutely that right. I mean, if, yeah. Yeah. If you have, if you have the right ideals, it'll, it'll, it'll work out for you and you'll start to find out what that definition of success is for yourself. And you'll, you'll, you know, you'll make the proper sacrifices, but you know, take it with a heavy dose of reality. You know, I mean, it's everyone's thing. Everyone's path is going to be different. And that's one of the kind of sucky things about social media. Maybe <laughs> is that you see someone that has all these followers or whatever it is and you think well i gotta do what that person did because i want that and it's like do you maybe not yeah, really like you know don't necessarily translate the dollars you don't yeah no they don't i mean for some people they do but maybe that's not your thing or maybe you need to find another way of achieving that not the way that somebody else did it yeah so. i really appreciate you saying that too because sure there's no perfect especially in a field as diverse uh right and so subjective Exactly. There's no, there's no formula. There's no perfect way to do it. There's no. No. Right. And then again, 
you can't please everybody no matter who you are and you're not <laughs> meant <for> sure. to <laughs> right so you know all the elements that come with putting yourself out there um it's an interesting thing right because it, it is a vulnerable thing right you know mark you know putting your your yeah. music out there Absolutely, which is extremely man. personal even getting up on stage right yeah. right and just letting it out in real time it's an extremely vulnerable thing yeah totally and i understand that not everybody you know you don't have to like make your own music to be a successful musician like you don't have to you don't even have to write a single song <laughs> that's true if you don't want to to be to, to have success in the music industry because like you said the industry is so big and there's so many avenues and paths you can take you know you can totally do it and never have to step on a stage if you don't want to step on a stage <laughs> right you know right yeah and especially now right the way media has the advancements right. in media the need the is so much for fun. it's way more fun God, that's yeah. what i want you know one of these days i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna have a book show and it's gonna be a private show for all the people that have left negative trolling youtube comments on my stuff <laughs> i'm gonna find all of them there's a lot i'm gonna email them all and be like here's a free ticket gigs at such and such come on it's just You're just for you encouraging guys. me to go troll you on. <laughs> just to get a free, <laughs> gotta better set up another account, man. I know your name, Mike. <laughs> like, look, guys, look. He's got a burner, you know. He's got a burner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how have you how have you navigated that? Uh, we always oh like gosh that opinion. That's I mean, do worst. you care anymore? Does it? I uh, I mean, it's it's impossible not to care. Yeah, I guess. Even if, I mean, you, you know, I bet you even if insert famous musician here reads a comment, he's there. He's a human. He's going to get bummed out by it for a split second. Everyone does, you know. And yeah, we all kind of like deal with it in our own ways. I have some friends that like to respond to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, bro, how do you have money? It's a lot of energy. I know. Yeah. Can you just imagine um, like people trashing on Jimi Hendrix? Like that. Would, they would have. Yeah. Would they they would have. They yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm have. sure they did back then. You know. Yeah. Sure there are uh, people right now who trash on the Rolling Stones. Yeah. On, on social, I guarantee you. Yeah. I. I mean, every, every single person has been somehow trashed on online. It's just the world we live in. Humans are a, you know, a broken. Yeah, we're we're a broken species <laughs> who react in broken ways, <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah, um, uh, yeah. You I'm, have I, a healthy attitude about like how do you navigate? How do you? How have you been? Um, I well, I don't engage usually. I mean, unless it's someone that like really, but then I have to like choose my words real carefully because some people just they want the they want to fight they want to. They just a back and forth. You. Yeah. And then the, you've, that's why they, the troll or whatever, you, you know, yeah. going to the bridge, he's going to keep you down there, you know? So that, and I've slipped up in some cases and ended up in some conversation. I'm just like, Oh, I don't even thought, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I generally just kind of like, you know, I, for, I forget about it. You just forget about it. Focus on some other things focus on what you know you did right you know i mean sometimes maybe people have critiques that are like valid and you're like okay yeah maybe i could have done this but 
those don't really bum me out unless there's one or you know i should say those don't bum me out those in some cases help like oh yeah maybe we should have changed the this in that particular moment or whatever um uh the ones that are just totally out of left field out of context you know i don't even I usually probably I, what I do is I screenshot them and send them to my friends. I'm like, check out this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, my favorite like a, one is just the you uh, suck. You know, you it's suck. Like, yeah. How how much brain power did it take? <laughs> I wish I got that one. I don't want the one. Like, I'd rather have that than like the weird thought out, like existential. <laughs> like, I actually really messed this guy's up this guy's personal life up somehow and now he's having a rough day because of a guitar solo that i dare you it's all, like, he has references. it's all like yeah it's like he cites wikipedia articles and stuff and you're just like bro yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get a ticket like, to the free gig yeah the free troll gig yeah it's it's funny right and i i feel like I mean, but we ask for it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause here's the, the alternative <laughs> is you post your video and then you disable comments and then it's like, but you want the comments you, cause we all want to, we all want the positive ones, right? It's this weird psychological thing that like I could post a video and 200 comments are amazing. Everybody thinks it's awesome. And then there's like three people that hated it and you only seem to care about three people. It's like, God, I wish I was a, chameleon or a lizard or some other species that wasn't a human that didn't give a crap about this kind of stuff like if i could be a kangaroo for a day <laughs> just not have to worry about the comments yeah. positive or negative it'd be great you know seems like it's a balancing act when like we need feedback like i and i say this all the time like yeah mu musicians everyone's a musician and i believe this in my heart because first off everyone's heart beats in rhythm Mm -hmm. But it's also if you have ears. Oh boy, here we go. I'm oh sorry, boy, I always say that. No, let the, him have it. This is going to be good, Ryan. But no, I mean, music requires a listener, you, mm -hmm. you know, and feedback yep. is a part of the process. So it's like, right? How do you? It seems like it's a balancing act. It's like you got to take in feedback. You need feedback because that's part right. of how you grow and how you live. But also, you got to tune tune out. Like, I don't think you want too much negativity. I don't. I don't think. I don't know if it's necessarily so good to you just, you know, get high on your own supply and like everyone loves me. I'm the best ever and I don't need to improve. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's got to be a balancing act somehow. How do you do that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd, man. I and, and like I said, it's like there are some critiques that I do take into account. You know, I, you know, if it's something that I that could that runs the gamut of from like, you know, a mixing suggestion to a whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that kind of stuff, which is cool like i'm open to that i i think the the stuff that we all get bummed out is is just like the random just negativity for sake of being negative negative but that like you said it's like we all crave feedback and that's just if you're gonna put yourself out there then you're gonna get it the thing is you know if you start uh the way the way my friends and i talk about it is like the more negative stuff you get actually means you're reaching more people you're yeah. getting your stuff out beyond your normal circle of people that think you're great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so in a sense, it's like kind of a measure of success. <laughs> if like I random agree, people are like, you know? who is this guy? He sucks. You're like, oh, cool. I got yeah. a new fan, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have, you know? you know, we talk about subjectivity and taste, but also, <clears throat> you know, you think about, 
you know the biggest stars out there you know you mentioned guns and roses you mentioned slash they probably have more haters than than fans i would ever dream you know of having right they have more people hate them than people that love me so it's kind of like i guess it kind of comes with the territory right like you said the more you your reach gets out there than you have fans is that what you're saying yeah yeah (laughs) i didn't even think about it that way holy crap they have more haters than than some people have fans. Wow, that's true. Wow. Forever or more haters than they would ever dream of having in, in quantity, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. of fans, yeah. So it's just this weird dynamic. You know, Mark brought it up. The the bigger of a reach you have, the more you know people who maybe are going to hear you that aren't even into guitar at all, right? right? It's actually kind of a neat thing. You know, I, if if somebody says, "Who is this guy? This sucks." The most important part about that is who is this guy? Like meaning like, oh shoot, it's getting somewhere. The music. Okay. He right. didn't like it, but whatever. If he didn't like it, who kn- 10 other of those positive comments are probably people that hadn't heard me for, for at all mm. yet either. So this is good. This is progress in a weirdly weird way. <laughs> yeah. You captured their imagination yeah. for a moment. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's I got to them. I got to them and I ruined their afternoon <laughs> because I chose the cover of Jeff Beck song or something. They were specific about it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think we should also have the, if you're going to submit a negative uh, comment or critique, you also have to submit yourself playing the song. It's like a, How about that? <laughs> Imagine if it worked on those singing shows when the judges mm-hmm. make their comments about the singer. If the judge then had to get up and sing the same song. And, and sing the same song. That'd be great. <laughs> Ratings <laughs> through the roof. I would watch that show. That's, the, actual, that's the only singing competition show I would watch. <laughs> um, you know, Mark, it's got me thinking when we talk about impacting people right you you've seen the majority it's in a positive way you get your your naysayers and that just comes with the territory but do you have like a specific quality or a specific thing that you want people to feel when they're well, like when i put on a, a one of your tracks do you have like a specific hmm. something you want me to think or feel when i'm listening to the music or does that always change you um i leave that up to the the listener you know, I mean, I have a specific feel when I'm playing it or when I wrote it. Um, but I think that's actually kind of one of the neat things about instrumental music is that everyone can draw their own conclusion afterwards. And what's neat, though, is sometimes people draw the same conclusion I did when I was writing it. And and that's that's just a fun byproduct of it. But that's not the, the goal, you know, uh, like one one guy I remember was like, man, this song reminds me of my cat. And I was like, well, I wrote it about my cats, oh, you know? Wow. And I was like, how did I do that? <laughs> like, how did that happen? Uh, you know, cause it's an instrumental tune. The word cat is not in the title. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, and he, the song is, it's a song called goon squad, which is, a, I was referred to, we have two cats, they're knuckleheads, uh, goon <laughs> squad, you know? And he was like, this song reminds me of my cats. And I was like, dang, man, I did it. I somehow harnessed the power of goofball felines in the guitar (laughs) and the composition. You did it with your consciousness. There you go. Yeah, it was a wavelength. That's amazing. Well, that transference of energy, right? Yeah. Yeah. God, that's cool. So that's always neat. But like if it reminded him of, you know, 
an ice cream sandwich, I would have been like, badass. I love ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> Can't go wrong with a good ice cream sandwich. Totally. Man. A little Neapolitan action. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, you know what, Mark? I We... We thank you very much for making time for this. Totally. This was fun, guys. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Um, Where can our beautiful listeners find you, find your material? Where should they look for you? Uh, You can start with marklatiri.com. All of my solo records are up there. Uh, There's links to stuff I played on as a session player. There's links to my social media sites. Um, Pretty much, I think I'm at at MJLatiri on everything. Uh, and then uh, my tour dates are up there. We've got shows coming. So if you're in, I don't know when this is going to air, but if you're in Europe, we've got a bunch of dates coming up uh, next week. So, yeah, guys. Awesome. Is there any, um, if people want to delve into your music, uh, get to know you better, is there any specific place you would direct them to start or is it kind of just go for it uh you could kind of go for it. I, uh, the latest record i'm really proud of it's called deep the baritone sessions volume two uh that's a fun place to start it's a very energetic record a lot of Noted. cool guests and friends on that one um so yeah go ahead maybe start there and work your way back work your way backwards all the way to the first one and see how hopefully much better i sound than i did 10 years ago <laughs> <laughs> awesome go for it people you hear that yeah well mark do you have any other words of wisdom or anything else you'd like to share oh man um hmm remember to take the trash out before you go on a trip otherwise <laughs> you'll come home to not a happy place science project type of thing I am. Well, what it was, we didn't run the garbage disposal and came home and we were just like, what in the world? <laughs> so my wife's like, we're all pouring like bleach and all this other stuff down there. <laughs> so run the garbage disposal before you leave the house for an extended real actionable life advice here, folks. Yeah. Hey, that's what's you most what? important, man. If your garbage, Bro. if your house smells, you're not going to play great that day. All right. So, <laughs> you know, maybe that could be an idea for your next track. You could capture that, you know, like the trash. I, I would Sonic be inspired by something like that. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Ryan, what about you, bro? Do you got any, anything else you'd like to share? Any words of wisdom? Uh, let's just be wild and free, baby. There you go. Heck yeah. Well, folks, you uh, you know we love you all. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, that's the opener. Hold on. Closer. And we love you all. Go bye. check Mark's stuff out, people. Woo! Yeah, go check out Mark's issue. Thank you, bro. Buy a ticket. Oh, go man, check my pleasure. it out. Rock. Yeah, guys. This was really Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it was happening. <laughs> Let's do it. We're rocking out.